Hey chums, welcome back to a Game of Chums podcast. I'm your host, the glorious, the magnificent, the omnipotent, the mysterious, the sexy, the glorious. Did I say glorious? Probably. Already? Yeah. I mean, it's me, Paulus, Paul, Paulie C, Paulie B, Paulie G. And with me is my ever, ever um, loyal lapdog co-host and co-pilot sidekick my robin to my batman uh glorious and um you really like that word today i like it a lot the 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 magnificent mr ross how you been mate what you been up to um i'm just thinking like i don't know if you get to claim you're mysterious when you've like just named like 20 aliases I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that really. Yeah, works. I should. I should, I think next time I'm going to say the contradictory. Paul, Paulie, Paulie <laughs> I'm a walking contradiction. But yeah, um, how you Mystery doing? Mystery wrapped in an enigma. I uh, wrapped in beer. <laughs> wrapped in beer. I'm like Schrodinger's cat. Am I alive or am I dead? I don't know. Mysterious or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, mate. I I, I could be AI generated. You know, it's happening. Could be. I've never met you in person, uh, so it's possible. Nah, I don't know. All those, meet, all those videos ne- that we've done that we're together, it's like a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. Except never meet, dummy. never, never meet your heroes. That's what they say. I know I'm your hero, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, what you been up to, man? What you have you been doing anything? I know what you've been playing. Well, you've been doing anything else apart from playing um, Starfield? Um, well, I've been playing Tales of Arise as well. Have they got a new expansion um, coming out? They have in November, which is weird timing because the game came out September 2021, so it's two years old now. Mm. And um, I never finished it, which is yeah. weird because th- there hasn't been a Tales of game since Symphonia that I haven't finished. Um, but it was just... They really screwed up like the balance in the economy in that game because you got very little money for doing anything. Healings were healing items were really expensive, and bosses would just beat the crap out of you. So you you lo- use a load of healing on bosses, and then you wouldn't be able to buy stuff back to restock. So I just kind of got about halfway through the game, and I was just like, "Oh, I need to take a break from this," and I just never went back. Mm. So I started it again recently, just playing on easy, and it's like I'm hardly using any healing items at all. So it's probably a bit mm. too far in the other direction, but I just want to get through it. It's a fun mm. game. It looks amazing, and I would like to see the story. So yeah, I played it. Playing it. I liked it. Yeah, mm. I liked it's it. Good game. Yeah, but like you say, man. Well, I know I haven't finished it, but there's just so many games coming out. Right, we've been blessed um, mm. these last few years with so many big titles coming out. That's the thing. I took a break from it and thought oh, I just need a bit of a break, and then there's just game after game coming out, and I just never went back to it. So I mm. thought now would be the time. And then I started it like a week and a half ago, maybe. And then mm. like a few days ago, like like a week after I started playing it, they announced DLC out of nowhere two years after the game came out. So so that's that's uh, my impetus to finish it soon because the DLC comes out in November and I'd quite like to roll straight into that. But yeah, I've been oh. playing that. I've been playing Starfield, which we're going to talk about. Um I've started watching the the Expanse as well because that's been on my to do list for ages, and um, I was like waiting for Starfield to come out, and I was like, "What could I watch?" It's kind of like grounded sci-fi to get me in the mood, and I thought, you know, I watched the Expanse. I got Amazon Prime. Hardly watch anything on it. 
So I'm about halfway through season two of that. It's really good. Really good show. Very much enjoying it. Mm. What I haven't been watching is Jujutsu Kaisen because I took a bit mm. of a break after mm. the flashback arc and then I just forgot about it. So I think it's like three or four it's new episodes. It's very, it's very forgettable. It. It's very forgettable. The new season isn't... Is, um, yeah, it's t- it took a bit of time to get moving. Well, see, yeah. now it's back to the modern timeline. I need to catch up on it at some point. Isn't like the, is it the is it the Shibuya arc or is it the Shinjuku arc or some big arc coming up that's supposed to be the best? Like everyone keeps like saying, this, "Oh, it's coming! This arc is the best." This is when it really gets like serious in Jujutsu Kaisen. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really look ahead at like manga arc spoilers and stuff, so. I no, no idea what's coming. I, I remember like discussing this with a guy at work who likes anime, and because um, I said I didn't really, couldn't really get into Jujutsu Kaisen, and uh, the guy was saying, "No, I think it is the Shibuya arc." He said, "That's when it in the manga. That's when shit hits the fan, sort of thing." And I was like, oh, "Cool, man!" And I, I think that'd be the like season three. I think if the way it's lining up. So maybe I'll, I'll I'll try and watch it again, but I don't know, man. I've tried it twice, and <laughs> I just sort of like sort of my eye, my eyes glaze over, and then I fall asleep, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, what happened? It's not it's not grip for me, man. It's not grip for me. But uh, yeah, I I I like the first season quite a lot. I rewatched it in the run up to season two coming out as well, and I still enjoyed it. But yeah, season two is mm. taking a bit of time to get started. I need to, I need to catch up now. There's other mm. stuff I want to watch as well, and I'm hard, trying to find the time between work, two RPGs, the Expanse, trying to fit some anime in. I'm reading novels on my commute into work. I need more free time. I need to win the lottery so I can get rid of the job part and have all my free time. That'd be nice. Let's do that. That's yeah. my plan now. Win the lottery. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's plan. Mm. I mean, I would like to win the lottery. Just imagine yes. what you can do with all that cheddar. That's, that's what the kids say, isn't it? Probably. Cheddar, I probably. I don't know anymore. I, I just don't know. I'm I'm so out of touch with like today's youth. You used just to be like, it, and then they changed what it was. Yeah. Well, it now is like social media and not even the good kind of social media. It's like two, not even two minutes, like 30 second videos on TikTok. That's the generation that's going to run the future of this country. Well, I don't you know, even I think it will. <laughs> well, <laughs> TikTok. Know, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> they can't do any worse than our current government. But anyway, <laughs> do you know what I hate? Is well, I, I want to watch some YouTube or whatever on my um on my phone. I open up the YouTube ad, it immediately opens up into some random short. Yeah, like, that's why the are thing. You feeding me this shit. I don't want to watch some short from Shorts. some channel that I've never watched. Shorts are the thing, man. It's quick and it's um. And you can you can devour short videos so much quicker than watching a twenty minute video. I mean, I'm quick, not saying quick. shorts are bad. I watch the occasional one. Like there's there's a I think this guy is from the US. I think his channel is called Japan Eat, and he just does a load of shorts about like going to Japan and you know, he, I think he lives in Japan. He just goes to like random restaurants and just does quick video reviews of like the food. So like, that's fine. Mm. But when I open my YouTube app on my phone to watch something. And it like, it doesn't even take me into like my subscriptions or the home screen or the my queue or anything. It just immediately launches into a random short. And I'm like, why are you feeding me this crap? 
yeah, anyway, that's my rent for this episode. Not a fan. Oh. No. Anyway, what either. have you been doing now that I'm oh, done thank- ranting about YouTube? Thank- thanks for asking, man. Um, yeah, cheers. Um, yeah, man, I've been, uh, I've been playing a bit of Starfield, been streaming it on the, uh, the old Twitch, um, make sure to check out the Twitch channel, uh, a game with chums. Um, yeah, I've been streaming that. I find that I, when I play games, I tend to stream them now. I don't seem to play them on like free time. I'm like, oh, I could stream this. So I sort of limiting myself with like my time, with my time to play games. So I'm like, oh, I've got to get this game's come out. I can just play it on my own or I could stream it or make a video of it. But um, yeah, I, I miss the days where I can just, pl- just like play a game and not having to worry about putting it up online. You know, it's kind of like thinking like that. But um, yeah, man, uh, I haven't really been watching much. Um I want I want to watch that new um the new uh, One Piece live action. I heard it's really good. Um my younger sister watched it the other day and she binge watched it, said it was really good. Mm. Um so she's not really an anime. F- well she, she does like anime but not to the extent as uh, myself. Uh so she watched it. I probably and I've been hearing good things about it, so I'm probably going to give it a watch on Netflix to see what it's about. I mean, out of the big three, I chose Bleach to follow, and uh, out of the big three, it's probably done the the worst. I mean, <laughs> like I think One Piece is number one, and Naruto is a number two. Obviously, that finished, but then they had a spin-off called Baruto, which is about the sun, and the sun's really annoying, and no one really gives a shit about the sun. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's one piece. Bleach has come back with a thousand with the a thousand year blood war arc. I haven't really watched that because I just sort of fell off Bleach so much. So I don't know if I really want to get back into it and having to watch any anime and catch up on it. So that's kind of like not there. But if it, if I watch live action of One Piece because it's probably condensed. Obviously, mm. you can't like fit everything in, so they probably condensed it into an hour, like. How many episodes? Probably about ten episodes, an hour each. So I'll probably watch that. But if it's good, I'll probably give I'll give that a watch, and I'll give it a thumbs up. But yeah, so yeah, I haven't really done much, man. I'm so uh, I'm such I've got no life anymore, Rules. Well, you say that, but I mean, we were out last weekend. Oh, we were, weren't we? What were we doing last weekend? Oh, we went to the um to the to the anime themed restaurant. I wasn't sure if that was genuine or not. Yeah, I actually forgot what we did. I was like, "What did we do?" Because it was so forgettable. The restaurant, the food was not very good, and it was more like just going there for the uh, for the older um, novelty novelty of it all. Yeah, the food. Um, we've been to far better restaurants that had ramen. I thought the ramen was okay. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Now, would I go back there? Probably not. It was a one-time thing. There's so much better places to go to if you like Japanese food uh, in London. Koei ramen okay. in uh, Pop Brixton was way better. Yeah, and, um, that's not there anymore, is it? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, uh, we 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 shot some video for it, so I am putting a give her a little uh, video for it. 
um just I'll, i'm gonna sort of like do a sort of my an intro in it and uh excuse me i could just clobber it together but i was gonna thinking i was gonna like intro intro it like hey do you guys like anime do you like and then have someone go yay and then go do you like anime food yay do you like anime and food? Yay! <laughs> sort of that sort of thing. I had that in my head. Spoilers now for an unreleased video. This is yeah. I mean, crazy. it probably won't come out like that. It probably just come out like <laughs> shit. And I'll just be like, "Well, you nerds will love this place." Blah blah blah. A bit of free promotion and all that, even though they probably don't need it. But um, well, I don't think they do need it because it was rammed in there. It was pretty busy in there. Yeah. Um, you have to book. You can't just sort of walk in off the street. Um, but it's, I think it is for more the novelty of it. It had the little shop at the front as well. Stuff mm. was overpriced. Um, but other than that, it was just like a restaurant with anime painted with anime characters painted on the walls. I mean, the setting was, was cool, about, but it was just yeah, everything that, else was just kind of yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just glad they had aircon because that was like the hottest day of well, not the year because I think we had hot days in July, but it was like one of the hottest uh, days of the year. Yeah. It was a very sweaty, it was a clammy, you know what I mean? You're all, we're all clammy, you know, like your clothes get a bit sort of like clammy from like the heat sort of sticks to you and it's just uncomfortable. And um, there was an ice box in there, which was walking and having a nice, a nice cold beer really helped like get down a nice steaming hot bowl of ramen. Yeah. I mean, my ramen wasn't even that hot to be honest. It's kind of like lukewarm. I was like, oh. Um, but yeah, then we went out and then uh, we had a few drinks. And uh, Dan, of course, left early again. <laughs> like, he just doesn't like to hang out with us anymore. <laughs> we right. were like, yeah, let, yeah, I've done we my like, hours. I'm clocking out. It was literally like, well, like, let's go to this this place. We'll go, we'll go here. And he was like, we we'll go, we'll get an Uber back. He was just like, well, we bought these train tickets, and then uh, it'd be silly for us to like not use them. And I'd rather like like pay like seven pounds to get home than having to pay thirty and then split it four ways. I was like, we probably end up paying the same anyway four ways. So, <laughs> but you know, he, 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 that's how he is. So, um, yeah, he just wanted to get home, probably go to bed, or just not hang out with us. But me I mean, and Will's we got, like, we got an Uber back from. Where did we get it from? Like near Charing Cross, wasn't it? Nah, we got it from the um, uh, uh, from the mall, the Pall Mall. Was it oh, where right. Downing Street is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got it from there. So we got, um, got an Uber back at like one in the morning, half twelve, one in the morning, with two mm. stops, and it was forty quid. Mm. Like, I mean, that's, that's not too bad. That's, yeah, really that's, good. that's pretty good. Like I've I've been to parts in London, the Black Cab, which is like going down the road for like thirty quid you know not going that that's been picked up because they put a tax a, a charge on it for being picked up in central london mm. it's like one it's small it's like one pound 50 but that was included in the price so that's not bad at all man i'll, I'll take that any day man like then having to get on the smelly bus so i'd just rather just get in a in a cab and just get yeah. home and get home and don't have to worry about trains or buses or anything like that because Unfortunately, London is not a twenty-four hour city. It might seem it might seem that way. It might even try and pass itself off as a twenty-four hour city. It really isn't. Um, it's better than Tokyo in that regard. Yeah, I was going to say that because I was like, 
Tokyo is not actually 24 hours as well, is Tokyo's it? Tokyo's not twin known when near. Tokyo's no. like, it's 11 p.m. Fuck off. Fuck off, yeah. <laughs> Everyone ran, crams into the last train and it's just a horrible. It's crazy. It's yeah. a tsunami of people trying to get yeah. on that train. Yeah. I mean, maybe their shops stay, their bars stay open later, but I don't know. Like, I think they all I mean, stay, went to, closed at 11 and maybe golden i think golden plate bars and golden guys stay open later but yeah but if you can't get back to your hotel then you're screwed yeah just, anyway i mean we talk about how expensive cabs are in london cabs are in tokyo yeah. are at the very least on par they're not cheap yeah. i don't think they have an uber there i'm not sure probably they probably do or they probably have some kind of local equivalent but, Portugal had Ubers and they were great. And they were cheap as chips. If you want to go out and have a good time, and which is open, and they're open much later than London, go to Lisbon. Lisbon's great. Lisbon's mm. a cool city. The only drawback is it's fucking hilly as hell. <laughs> very you know, hilly and very hot. Very, very hot, very hilly. But other than that, people are nice. Food is good. The drinks are not cheap, but they're cheaper than, than London. And and everything seems to be open a bit more is open later than there is here, and they all seem to much cheaper, cheaper, much cheaper, much. But anyway, let's let's move on, man. Let's let's talk about gaming news. Anything's happened in the world of gaming? Well, there were a couple of streams midweek. One of them happened while I was at work, so I had to skim through it when I got home, and then the other one was at like ten p.m. And I can't remember really anything that was in either of them, to be honest. Probably what are you talking have, like, about? Done a recap before this. But what, were we, what were the two yeah, streams? It was Nintendo Direct. Was this Thursday? I can't even remember what day it was. Yeah. Um, and a Nintendo Direct and a State of Play. And I've forgotten them entirely. I know yeah, they showed I, um, Rebirth. I didn't, even, I didn't watch the State um, Direct. I never watched Nintendo Direct. I, I skimmed through it and I literally, I was like, I'll skim through it, and it was like chapters for each game that was announced, and I was just like, I'll stop when I see something that interests me, and so I skipped through like 90% of it, to be honest. Mm. But, I mean, they announced a new F-Zero, which people have been waiting for for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except it's a battle. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, people aren't, aren't yeah. happy about that one. Um, um. Other stuff, I can't remember what happened, to be honest. No, I can't. I can't. I know, like they announced F Zero. I didn't know it was a battle royale, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a kick in the nuts. It's going, yeah, yeah. How are they going to do an F Zero battle royale? It's not just F Zero ninety nine. So you just start oh. racing ninety nine other people, and then whoever is the last oh, one still racing. And just yeah, you know, yeah, that that old chestnut, right? Like Tetris okay. ninety nine, they did a while back. As well. mm, right, right. But, um, so what was yeah, the state were... of plot? What was the state of play like? Did you watch it? Did I did watch it, it, and I can't remember. I remember yeah. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth was in it. I yeah. can't remember anything else. Nothing uh, else apparently stuck in my brain. Uh, there was a Spider-Man 2 trailer as oh, well. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man 2, yeah. Um, the Hell Jumpers 2? There was a Hell Jumpers 2 trailer, yes. That that. Was- we probably should have done our homework before doing this, shouldn't we? But I mean, yeah, we're we're wow, we're we're not we're not journalists. All this is not a full time job. We're just a <laughs> bunch of pissheads who just get together every once in a while just to drink. 
<laughs> I feel like that's all we are. We just meet up and get boozed up and just cause nonsense everywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we got went into brew dog in london and then uh what me and rose asked like, oh, you know what i fancy a whiskey no no just a bit of water in it no um nothing else no coke and me and rose was like yeah let's get one but it's got to be irish though I was, of course so we just got there and i remember asking the way at the 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 bartender i was like just get two irish whiskeys and it, no mixer just a bit of water he's like water it's like yeah you know you just have it straight you know come on man <laughs> yeah. probably like not used to like people asking for that but it was nice though i think it was just mm. a jameson's or something so but i don't know i don't i don't know how people can drink whiskey straight all the time after mm. a while it just just burns your throat but anyway yeah what was what we're talking about once or twice it's fine but yeah, yeah. Um, um but yeah, the, yeah the nintendo direct um another code they showed a remake of that which is a ds point and click game which i never played but i always heard good things about so i'll, I'll definitely pick that up and not play um, it i might play it you don't man come on don't bullshit me man look i know you man look all those games you got there i bet you, a small fraction of them you've actually played be honest, I probably played most of them. Completed, probably like twenty percent. That's not really just cheating, isn't it? Just like, oh, I right, play, I play it for twenty minutes and then switch it off and then, then I'll play yeah, it. I can call it done. Yeah, I've done my research, which a lot of um these uh, journalists seem to do these days, and they play a very short <laughs> amount of the game and then review it. But we'll get onto that or decide what they're going to give it before. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So there Some was another more. bit, another bit of news, which was, I mean, we've kind of, I think we've extracted all we can from these two streams, given the first can remember what was in them. I mean, um, like Vincent, Vincent was in the uh, the rebirth trailer. He popped up near the end. To be fair, they the back of, a lot. They showed a lot in that trailer. Yeah, I mean, the back of his head. Mm. And it's like, why don't you just show him? We all know what he fucking looks like. It was like, oh, like it's a big reveal. Game nearly thirty years. Yeah, I know it was optional, but they're, they're clearly that's gone out the bloody window. <laughs> no, well, it's so not. Yuffie no more. And Yuffie's yeah. clearly, no. clearly, clearly. Yeah. So just show Vincent. The guy's been in the coffin for how long, and his hair looks fantastic. <laughs> He's worth it. <laughs> He's worth it. Yeah, they, they uh, did show a lot in that in that. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it really. makes me think maybe this one at least has some content in it, unlike the first game. Which was yeah, like didn't 90% like garbage. You didn't, really didn't like it, did you? Well, I mean, uh, I mean apparently... I'm up for them redeem. If they can redeem it with the second part, I'm I'm willing to give them the chance. But there was the first game was so thin and so full of just busy work, garbage, and like literally the side quests people give them MOs shit for, and nobody complained about it in FF7 R for some reason. But um yeah, that was like a that was like a eight hour game stretched out to forty. This one looks like there was a lot in that trailer, so it looks like there's actually going to be some stuff in this game. So maybe it'll be. Yeah, good. I mean, I don't think it's open world. I think it's, uh, but it, there there are sections on the uh, um, of them venturing in right, driving more, the tiny Bronco around. Bronco, yeah. I mean, it looks like it, I mean that that section of the game is where it all opens up of the original that you mm. can do and explore and go around so that should be good but they're clearly making this a free a free part trilogy it is going to end in the cliffhanger 
I've got a feeling this is going to end in that big scene. And I probably think they're going to switch it up. Who's going to, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about. I know I don't want to spoil it, but it's such an old game. But because it's been, it's for a new remake, who knows? They might change it up. They might change oh. the year. Uh, there was an interview with, I think it was with Tetsuya Nomura, and he did say that the game um, ends at the city, city of the Ancients, so it's clearly going to be that part of the game. Yeah, yeah um, I thought as much. And yeah, that's the I third mean, act, and that's the end of the second act in the original game. End of disc when you... one, I think, isn't it? In the original uh, ones. And yeah. obviously, with like disc three was like an hour long. <laughs> mm. So yeah, it's like pretty much effectively the halfway point, really. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, it looks the trailer did look good. Janon looked amazing, and that's it, one thing it, I won't I won't not criticize the first part for it. It looked it was a very good looking game. Did um did they did they show Sid? Because I'm pretty sure you 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 meet Sid before you meet you meet Vincent. I think yeah, you do. Yeah, sure I don't think do. that I don't think Sid was in the trailer. Mm. So be in it. yeah, well, he's got to be in it. You, he's he's non-optional. He's mandatory um, member of your team. I mean, becomes the party leader at one point. I mean, so they all they to. all fuck they all <laughs> fucking become the party leader at one point. So many characters get taken out during that part. You know that part on you know which one I'm talking about. I don't want to say the parts because I don't want to like young younger view listeners or people don't know the game that well. So I mean, to be honest, they seem intent on changing everything, and like that was one of the other things I hated about the first part—the stupid friggin' ghosts swirling around. It seemed, yeah, that was it was, weird. It was like fan fiction tier shit. Mm. So, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see what they do with it. I'll still play yeah. it because I hate myself. It's a final yeah, fantasy. Yeah, I hate you too. I mean, Thanks. sorry. Uh, sorry. But I mean, this one is only three months PlayStation exclusive as well. So I'll only have to wait three months to play it on it. presumably PC. Yeah. I mean, people thought maybe it'll be Xbox. And who knows? Maybe like, you know, Xbox will That's be right. at the Tokyo Games Show and they'll probably have a, net, a few announcements to make. And they got that new deal, not new deal, but they seem to mend, mended bridges with. Uh, with Square Enix, you know, they've got the new CEO in there, so maybe something will come pop up. I'm not expecting anything like Final Fantasy Rebirth on there. Maybe the remake will come, finally come. They definitely um, won't not- show Rebirth because they won't be allowed to talk about it on any other platforms. Yeah, of course. Until three yeah. months after it comes out. But I mean, um, definitely won't be Final Fantasy what was the new one come out? Was it? 16. Like, 16, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, timed ps5 exclusive for six months and then pc and then it's meant to be console exclusive for a year so if it's coming to xbox we won't hear about that until next summer maybe they announce it and then they go and they'll give you a date who knows i mean i'm not going to talk about it until the exclusivity period's up oh then that only leaves remake then doesn't it that's been like up in the air for like two fucking years now so so this is kind of we're going to do kind of a a dual um topic because we had to talk about what xbox is going to be doing at tgs a bit in detail so i guess we can go into that now but there's um there was someone on Twitter. did we i don't i don't remember agreeing to that okay there's a uh, genki underscore jpn on twitter 
who like posts about Japanese games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say how reliable they are because I've just seen tweets from them here and there over, over the months. But people seem to think they're reliable. And they mm. said, let me find the tweet. This was 14th of September, which was Thursday, I think. They said, next week, a bunch of Square Enix games will likely be announced for Xbox at the Xbox TGS broadcast IMO. Says Square Enix HD games division hasn't been doing so great in recent years. So as a risk oh, yeah, company, I think I think they were mm. easy to take deals, in my opinion. But I think now they will try to be more multi-platform as a new strategy and focus more on bigger AAA titles. IMO. So yeah, there's a Xbox actually have a digital broadcast at TGS this year, which is September the twenty-first, which I think is. This Thursday, um, nine o'clock in the morning, yeah, something like that. I'll be yeah. at work, unfortunately, having a wonderful time. I'm sure. Yes, so I'll be relying on Twitter to keep me up to date. But it's not not a lot Twitter. Of people seem to think it's the artist, not formally known no, as Twitter. I'm not, I'm not X. Calling it. I'm not calling it that. I refuse. Who the fuck calls it X? So Media stupid. have taken to calling it X now, and it it infuriates so- me. So dumb. That's such a every time. better fucking name, Twitter. I know. Every mm. time I'm watching the news or something, I'm like, blah, 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 said on X. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Stop indulging Elon Musk's fucking asshattery. Yeah. Man He's an asshole. He it's called a, Twitter. Is. Yeah. X is the stupidest name. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I'll be I'll be looking on Twitter for updates when that's on. Because people seem to think it's going to be a big deal. Maybe not in the context of like multi-platform stuff, because obviously they're they're probably not about to announce any exclusives or anything. But in terms of like games that have skipped the platform coming to Xbox, people th- seem to think this is going to be a bit of a bit of a big one. I think people should temper their expectations. I don't know anything, obviously, but it's always better to go in with tempered expectations and and come out surprised rather than go in expecting the moon on a stick and come out with the rock you know you might you might then it might just be a bunch of trailers for games we already know are coming hopefully it won't i don't know if genki underscore jpn actually has like any insider information they, they said imo a lot in that series of tweets so might just be a feeling they have which is fine a lot of people are feeling this might be the year that um final fantasy actually comes back to xbox properly because it's been um absent for a few years outside of crap like final fantasy origin um and they're not crap like crisis core which we I still don't understand why they put that on there and not the remake but maybe this is year remake comes <laughs> Because they did just have um, at Final Fantasy fourteen fan fest, they had Phil on stage um, to announce Final Fantasy fourteen is finally coming, like a decade after that game first came out, two point naught, um, and then like the new CEO of um, Square Enix, Kiryu, came out and said they were going to put more of their games on Xbox. So this would. It makes sense for this to be a place where they start announcing titles because, you know, TGS and Xbox are going to be there. So I think there's a good chance we could see some cool stuff. 
What do you think, Paul? What do you think we might see from Xbox at TGS? Any ideas? Um, I'm hoping because, you know, Phil Spencer has talked about expanding and really sort of concentrating on the Japanese market. So I'm hoping there's some some sort of new sort of, uh, I'm not expecting studio acquisitions, but maybe um, some new partnerships teaming up, you know, be good. Because he does want to make more inroads in Japan because I think they've neglected that. Like last gen was just, forget about it. You know, that was dead, you know, in Japan. Um, but they, they've done it before with the 360 era. You know, there they were exclusive Japanese games uh, on there. You know, they had the big one like Blue Dragon and um, Lost Odyssey. So I'm hoping that there'll be something like that coming out. Maybe they've made a some like you know phil spencer has spent a lot of time in japan obviously he's he's been over there recently spoken to the new head of um square enix and i'm hoping that some sort of new announcement will be made i'm not expecting much like i'm expecting like some of the square enix games that skipped the generation to come on there skipped xbox to come on there um so that's probably more what's going to happen like octo um i was it octo traveler 2 didn't come out some i'm thinking that might come out they'll probably be announced for xbox who knows man like maybe something you know some some um i mean they wouldn't they like sony are not going to be there you know so i think it's a good chance for xbox to sort of take set well they looks like they're taking center stage with that so they wouldn't just go there without something to announce and show yeah well you would hope no not just there just to sort of be there just for the sake of being there. I'm hoping that they, they got something to uh, announce and show and who knows, maybe they, they could revive their deals with platinum games, you know, with, you know, uh, scale bound. I know I don't expect that there, but it'd be nice. I mean, they, 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 they did say that they're, they'll be interested to sort of look, get back into this, you know, scale bound. Um, but I'm not expecting that. So, We'll wait and see, man. It's a surprise, but I'm always like I've learned over the years just to sort of keep your expectations sort of tempered and grounded because you know you can let your imagination get wavy and then you always end up disappointed. You know, even though if the showcase was good, you always think, oh, it didn't show what I thought they were going to show or announce. So yeah, but speaking of keeping your expectations grounded and tempered and you know everything like that let's talk about xbox's recent first party exclusive must we you, know, you might you, have been you, so tiresome you, you you might have heard of it it's a small little indie game from an indie developer bethesda oh, and no, I, I don't know if you, i don't think anyone's really heard of it you know it's a game called starfield have you heard of that uh, i don't know if you've it's quite it's quite low key game, isn't that like a No Man's Sky ripoff or something? Apparently so. That's what I heard. That's what people told me. Yeah, but yeah, let's talk about it, man. It's it's been released. It it was on early access this month. Then it got a full release last week. Um, I think a week ago actually. Um, yeah, it's been out, and uh, the reviews uh, at the beginning were favorable, but now they're sort of like it's getting kind of like negative reviews negative feedback from certain quarters and from certain mainstream gaming outlets which 
I mean, I've always, we made a video, we made a, we did a video, we did a podcast on, about this one of the, like, is there a sort of bias against Xbox? And, um, maybe like it's kind of like made me think, yeah, there is kind of a bias against Xbox because, as you know, like Starfield's an Xbox ex exclusive. And I can't help but think that there was um, Bethesda, well, Zenimax released two games earlier before the, you know, they released um, Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Deathloop, which got pretty favorable reviews. Some even called Deathloop, Deathloop Game of the Year, but that was exclusive to the PS5 for a year. And they got really good reviews. People were really singing its praises. Um, I can't help but think that the same people, or though they did, they actually gave Starfield some negative reviews and negative press. So I don't know if it is because Xbox it is an exclusive to Xbox. I kind of like thinking yes, but no. Anyway, like let's let's before we get into the negative, let's talk about the positive, man. Let's be positive, like because I, for one, like the game, and I'm pretty sure you like it as well. Um, but let's talk about like let's first off talk about how you find the game, how we find it. Let's just talk. Let's discuss that before we get into the less uh, sort of favorable discussion about the game. The negative. Let's get the positive first. How are you finding it? Very, very big. It is a big There's game. A lot. There's a lot. There's, um, would you I'll say it's about... a bit over? Would you say it's a bit overwhelming? I mean, it can be. Um, not mm. in a bad way, though. Just in a kind of holy crap. There's a lot here. Mm -hmm. It feels like a game I'm going to be playing for more than a year. Um, I mean, it's been out. I bought the Constellation Edition. The um, smartwatch and everything. Which is actually kind of, it's actually pretty cool as far as like special edition stuff comes with. It's actually a useful thing. Um, it's like a fully functioning smartwatch. Uh, so I was playing it from early access on the first. Um, I took the day off work because I was just like, you know what? I could do a three day weekend and, and start Starfield on like Friday morning. So I'd spent about six hours playing it on that first day, which I haven't done with the game for god knows how long i can't remember the last time i did that um it might well have been like mass effect 2 or something way back when um i think i've got about 20 hours on it now because obviously like trying to fit in here and there with work and then obviously like i've mentioned at the top i've been playing tales of arise as well so trying to kind of balance the two so i managed about 20 hours at this point i've done a little bit of Questing, a little bit of exploration, some dog fights, um, some mining and stuff. I've haven't delved deep into like the shipbuilder stuff, but I have modified like the frontier, the first ship you get. I've like, switched out the engines and the grav drive and like the crew bay and stuff like that. So mm. um, it's gonna end up like Trigger's Broom. Still called the Frontier, but everything's different. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it at this point. It's 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 a Bethesda game, you know. You know what you're going to get, and it's it's a Bethesda game in space, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. So it's been 
although it's overwhelming and there's a lot, it's been very comforting in the sort of sense of like slipping into a comfortable pair of slippers or something. But obviously there's a load of new stuff as well. It's a whole new setting. But um, you kind of settle into that similar kind of rhythm of questing and exploring, picking up loads of crap you don't need to be picking up, like spoons, and then purging your inventory because you can't walk. Although one thing I will say that's we can is that, we can walk, but yeah, it just this, uses up your. Uh, sorry, yes, this that, this is one th one thing I'm glad they've done. Whereas when you're over encumbered in like Elder Scrolls and Fallout, you just walk really slowly. In Starfield, you can still walk at normal speed and you can even sprint, but you just get out of breath very very quickly. Mm. So at least you can do it in like bursts rather than just constantly walking slowly, which is much better. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Um, it's hard to stay focused on any particular quest strand because there's just so much stuff. And like, um, you know, you'd be walking through like New Atlantis and you'll hear, you'll overhear gossip and it will add a new quest to your log and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that sounds interesting. I'm going to go and like look into that now. And then that turns into like a multi part quest that lasts you for two hours and you're like oh, crap what it's, was I doing before this? it's never as simple as just go here and do this it just sort of starts like it, it starts like getting bigger and bigger you're like oh shit <laughs> this is only supposed to be a 20 minute thing mm. and uh, it's just gone on for like hours and now I've jumped but, three systems over mm, yeah <laughs> one thing I thought was funny I went to I landed on a random planet I was just kind of, I spent like an evening just kind of hopping around, just hopping around different systems and like landing on planets just to see what they were like and like scanning wildlife and stuff like that. And I landed on one that had this abandoned science outpost on it. And I was like, well, this seems kind of creepy and like clearly something's happened here. And um, I sort of like picked my way through the the outpost expecting like a, a big like alien to come out and scare me at some point and nothing happened. Uh, I couldn't find any way to like advance or pick up any kind of quest there. So oh, that's kind of weird. And then I started the um, the United Colonies faction quests. And like one of the first quests sends you there. And then you find out what happened. That finally triggered it. I was like, oh, I wasn't supposed to come here yet. That kind of made me laugh a bit. Mm. Yeah, the UC um, faction quest line has been pretty good so far. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not very far on the main quest because, you know, 12 years later and I still haven't finished the main quest in Skyrim. Um, never finished the main quest in Fallout 4 either. Because mm. you just end up getting too busy like exploring around. What about you? How are you finding it? Yeah, good. I'm not done as, I've not put as many hours into it as you have. Uh, I put probably about, about coming up to eight hours. So it's not a lot, but in those eight hours, a lot has happened. Um, obviously I've done, I did the, uh, quest with Sarah Morgan to get the other piece of the artifact done that. That was good. Enjoyed that part. And then, um, I, um, I'm supposed to be meeting, I, uh, um, both Sam and Barrett, but I sort of, I, I was like, oh, well, fuck that off. I'm going to, um, I'm going to go and do a few side quests exploring. <laughs> and then it's just like I, I was supposed to do this. Is this um, side quest about? It's just titled Mantis, and I was like, right, I got to get to this planet. 
and it's so because it's because you can't just fast travel to directly to the planets you have to sort of like it's like a sort of like a, a map, your range like, yeah and i just can't get there so i was like right obviously i can't do that yet but getting there was fun because i picked up i ran into like to like abandon like space stations or like um, people like ships like hailing me calling me charlie free and then warning me not to go into the system and then of course he warning me not to go into the system activated the quest so i was like oh cool <laughs> i gotta do that and then um yeah then i, I accidentally um um what's what, what's the fast travel system called it's a g drive right you know, drive. yeah grab drive so i grab drived into another system and then it turned out it was completely it was full of crimson fleet so i was like <laughs> oh bollocks and they spotted me and they were like all right this is like controlled this whole area is controlled by them i was just like okay i'm dead <laughs> i tried to grab jump away but it's not as simple as just like just like you have to like sort of get your marker and then wait for the engines to power up or if you've not got like because you got you got to sort of distribute all your power the to power your distribution your yeah. distribution so i only had like two bars on my g uh, my jump drive so i was like oh shit this, it's gonna take three seconds and then that three seconds it just blew me up so i was like right <laughs> so but luckily a quick save is really good on on starfield so i i, I went back to uh before i went into that system and just avoid i can't remember the name of the system but i was like all right avoid this system because it's mm. full of crimson fleet so i was just like okay i'm gonna have to go a different way around it but it's it's really fun i i, I found like um a little colony and it seems really eerie because everyone's like they're called homesteaders and they were like i really like living here it's great you didn't <laughs> think that the living around here will be any fun up like and they were like nor did i but i love it here i was like right there's something going on here <laughs> clearly there's something cult clearly something's happening here do you know what i mean i was like right this is this is interesting i've landed in the settlement area and obviously there's places that you can mark as you can go to sort of unlock um like more areas explore so i was like right this is interesting something's going to happen here i'm going to have to get really into it but again then i'll get sidetracked from there because i went back to new atlantis I randomly went into an art store in New Atlantis, met an art dealer. Then that activated the quest. He was like, would you go to the um, trade commission authority and pick something up for me? I was like, right. The trade uh, um, authority deals in dodgy contraband. I was like, this is going <laughs> to, he's like, yeah, it's simple. Just like uh, the, the exchanges happen. All you have to do is pick it up and bring it back to me. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Cause they scared that it. simple. Every like um, settled system you go into, you get scanned for contraband. And I'm like, that art piece of artwork is going to be contraband and something's going to, I'm going to get caught, obviously. Like, cause you know, like, and then it's going to activate. I know it's, that's probably going to activate something when you get caught. Do you know what I mean? So it's good. It's fun. I, I like this, man. It is like you say, very sort of overwhelming. Cause you like, and you're in Atlantis, you walk around, you're picking up like in missions like that, man. Mm. Like here, gossip. It's like very Mass Effect free. But better with the yeah, tracking. It inserts questions yeah. straight into your yeah. log. But you know, Mass Effect Three, like you just uh, update, and then you'll just be like, "Oh right, I got that." How do I track this? Mm -hmm. The tracking in the Mass Effect Three was bad, but it's it's really fun so far. I I have the um the perk. I got the you know they got the three perks. Mine was uh wanted, the adoring fan, and kid stuff. So my parents are in it. 
kids stuff which is I went, great. I picked kids stuff as well. Yeah. So I was like, so I was like so reading good. into. I was like, wow, you get your parents in it. And I was like, I gotta have that. And of course, they turn up. I went back they to turn up everywhere. Yeah, I, I was like, I went to their apartment. They were like, "Hey, son, this is your room." You know, come in now. I was like, "Right, I'll pick up all my stuff." Then I went back to, after I did the um, picked up the artifact with Sarah. I came back and they were there. And I was at like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, they had the lodge." You're like, "Oh my god, you're at Constellation. This is." <laughs> I knew my son would make it. I was like, "Oh yeah. wow!" <laughs> well, so well, we should probably let you get back to work. But Miss but, Noel did promise us a tour. Yeah, she was like, "Do you like cookies?" They were like, "She was like." <laughs> cookie yeah i like cookies what kind of cookies um uh, was it Schnu uh nickish um nickish students or something? Or something. yeah something like that i was like wow that's cool so <laughs> I, I love that part that sort of stuff it's really cool and that's what i love about bethesda games i really give you a little hint as well mm. go to go to neon um, I've, I've been to neon yeah. have you been to the the um nightclub no i've not been there yet no go, go yeah. into the nightclub on neon yeah i mean i'm with sarah i think she did mention going there she just goes well for research purposes so <laughs> okay but because uh, i'm doing the ryuji quest i think um yeah it, i picked that up when yeah. i landed on the on, yeah get a job yeah. for ryujin yeah ryujin I, I i picked up in new atlantis i did the uh, i filled in the uh, i did the little um online application and they were like right go to neon to go and have your interview did that told me to go and get coffee i was going coffee at uh terror terror brew and then i get like i run into the guy they fired who i took their job off and he ended up pulling the gun on me i was like whoa what's going on what's going on it's like i gotta take you out before you take me out i was like what the hell man i managed to talk him down because i got pretty good persuade so um, i invested a lot of my um points in like persuasive mm. so like, if i can get out of these uh sort of situations without having to resort to violence it'd probably be good because you know might open up some more quests you know for me so i managed to do that it kept him alive then he's like saying oh if we run into each other again remember i you know you talk me down and hopefully you'll do the same for me and i was like oh man am i gonna run into this guy again <laughs> so i'm really like interested and i went back to the board spoke to the lady who hired me and she was like well we got another job for you you know you seem like you'd be good for this i was like right okay obviously there are like being a big mega corpse nothing good will happen nothing good is going to come from that but i'm I'm intrigued this is what i love about it i'm just like off on a random quest and now it's mm. just opening up to something huge um but i i have heard that people saying you should sort of get more into the main story of starfield because it does help with like the side quests and stuff they said like the the main story in starfield is probably the the best better Story, uh, main story that professor has, has, has released mm. um so i kind of like want to meet all my other companions you know, I, you know i saw sam talking to his daughter in in the lodge and i've obviously met barrett and you gotta go to the eye to meet vladimir so i kind of want to get those done just so i can get those so i can get barrett and sam as my companions um but i have heard people go do the no don't leave the main story just do the main story and then you you'll you'll like it because obviously i think you're going to get some sort of powers because obviously in the trailers you see him using levitate and stuff so obviously that's going to be tied into it so mm. i'm probably going to do that after after a few missions um so yeah 
but other, other than that I've, I've really enjoyed it man like uh i've been playing it on the series x so it's locked in at 30 frames uh i know you've been playing it on pc and uh if you had any encountered any sort of bugs or anything like that yet I haven't had any bugs i mean I've, I've only played it a little bit on my desktop because my desktop's in my room so i've mainly been mm. playing it on my laptop which has like a um a mobile 3070 it's a pretty capable laptop um and it's kind of my frame rate's kind of anywhere from 30 to 100 frames per second depending on what's going on on screen like mm-hmm. in new atlantis it tends to hover around 40. um i'm waiting for him to patch in dlss i know someone's made a mod for it um but i'm playing like the game pass version on pc so i'm not sure if you I think it still works on that version, but I'm just going to wait until they patch it in because they've announced it recently. And that will help with performance. Um, so FSR isn't great. But, I mean, it's been performing pretty well. Um, g- generally, when I'm out playing the game, it's over 60. And um, it's just sort of like running around New Atlantis, really, where it dips. But mm. I was going to say, have you been to Mars yet? There's a funny quest on Mars. No, I've not been to Mars yet, no. Yeah, no, actually, I have been to Mars. Yeah, I've landed Sidonia. on Mars. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I have, and because um, they were like, "I'll oh, watch out for the the, the dust because it gets everywhere." Yeah, I have been to Mars. Yeah, Sidonia, and I'm and I'm I ran into a someone who uh, there was this woman there with a southern accent, like leaning. I can't remember her name, and she um, you can do like bounties and stuff for her. Uh, I can't remember her name. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but She's I near the entrance, yeah, entrance I yeah. I can't remember her name though. Can't remember I, her name. My uh, character background is a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. so it gives you a little bit of a, a extra dialogue with her. Oh. And, um, I can't remember her name now because I spoke to her like mm. the first thing I did when I got there, and I was, that was like hours ago in the game. But there's a if you go down onto like the mining deck, like the bottom floor, there's like the the mine foreman is like this Aussie guy. I don't know what his name mm. is, but. It's quite funny. He asks you to do a quest for him, and it just it just gets very very silly. Really, <laughs> I must have missed that because that's part of the main. That's part of the main story to get the artifact, isn't it? You yeah, go around you Mars, go then Neptune, it. yeah, and then you go. You sort of like go around and then find the the, the ship that the your, your contact is on. Yeah. Who turns out that the sh- the he was using it as a hood ornament. So like, <laughs> oh, cool. And then you can recruit him into your. Um, into your crew or your your crew do you have I've any got, crewmates yet yeah the adoring fan all right yeah yeah he's, he's, he's really fucking annoying but i thought <laughs> i chose him i chose him i was like right i, right I kind of want him that yeah i was like kind of want him I've, I've made my bed i'm gonna lie in it but i told him to get on the ship and he's always on the ship and he's just always like every like he he, he react he's quite good when he reacts to stuff you do in ship He's like, oh, another successful um, star jump. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, the feeling they're taking off. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then, like, he's like, oh, I can't believe I'm in your presence. There's a bit of space dust on your shoulder. I blew it off. And I was like, oh, cheers. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's kind of weird. But, but yeah, yeah. I think I've got about six crewmates at the moment. Oh, you got six? I think oh. so. Because yeah. I've got Sarah, I've got Barrett, I've got Vasco. And mm. then there's um, the opening mission where you, there's Lynn, those two miners, Lynn and Holden. I think oh, you, you can recruit those Lynn. Two can, yeah, both of them you can recruit. Oh, 
um because on the mission you go back to get barrett and then mm, you get yeah, barrett you go back, back you there can, you can recruit both of them as well so oh. both of them i got some point did i get this other guy i think he's called eric he's a pilot i can't remember mm. where i picked him up might have been on i've been on mars and get then, your ass um, to mars yeah and at the moment i've got sam and his daughter on my ship as well because i picked up that quest to go to the the free star collective but i haven't done it yet is there room my on that ship very busy is there room on the on the frontier just I mean, about it's very I small crew. i stuck a bigger crew compartment in it but it's still a bit cramped yeah but i have I, mean, I have picked up that mantis quest because that's like the quest that everyone was like talking about uh, mm. when the game launched um, but I haven't done mm. it yet. But I know you get a ship for that quest, so I might do that soon. Yeah, it's just difficult getting to the star system. Mm. So you have to do a lot of like sort of navigating around to get there. Um, I found it. I got a bit annoyed of it. I was just like, oh god, I might. I'll just come back to that. You know, it's still there, so I'm gonna come back. But I'll, I'll probably play a bit more of the main quest just to get Sam, and I want to get the guy. I want to get Lynn and the other dude if I can recruit them. Um, you can recruit that guy who you rescue on the um, um for the artifact. I can't remember his name now. Mm. What was his name? You can we can recruit him to be a, a crewmate as well. But he so far he's still wandering around on his ship. Mm. I don't know if you can pick that ship ship up. You can't commandeer that ship, can you? I don't think so. No. Nah. It seems like there's a lot of crew because I, I was walking around. New Atlantis, and there's at least like three people just like sitting at bars that you can mm. recruit as well. Okay. So oh, I'm just sitting here because I'm in between jobs. A lot of pilots mm. come through here, so I'm going to see if I can get on a crew. And I was just like, I don't have space for you. And they're like, Oh, that, 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 I'm sorry to hear that. You need to get a build oh, a bigger no, ship. Isn't it? You, well, you, you can, can get like put... a fleet of ships, can't you? You can like mm. crew them up. So I might, that's what I'm planning on doing or, at some point. Have a whole fleet, or, or you could um, make an outpost. And you yeah, can send them to the there. outpost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think they're your crewmates, but they're not your companions, are they? Mm -hmm. I don't can they yeah. follow you? I'm not sure. I don't think they can. Mm. I'm not too sure either. I know, Barrett, like, you Vasco have. and Sarah can at this point. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think any of the others can. Yeah. I think you've got. I know there's another lady that joined your crew as a, she's a potential romantic uh, interest for you. Andrea. Andrea. I know that. I, I think there's only like five actual companions who have their own side quests, mm. their own personal quests. So I think there's only five, but yeah, so far so good. I mean, I do like the fact that they sort of padded out the, um, your companions more because like in Skyrim and in, in the fallout, I mean, definitely in, in 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 Skyrim, you had your followers who just followed you around, more like they were just carrying stuff for you. Like uh, yeah. So, I mean, they could still do that in Starfield, but it, they do have their own sort of like stories and backgrounds and everything like that, especially your companions. So I, I quite like that. I know in Fallout 4, you had your companions, you had your teammates as well who had their own stories, but they didn't feel as fleshed out as they have in Starfield so far for me personally. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they've done that. They sort of made them feel a bit more sort of intricate to your, to the story. 
it's almost like having like you know the standard like um teammates in like a mass effect or bioware sort of game um yeah Speaking of mass effect that is at the early hours of starfield the, the main the game i was mainly reminded of was the first mass effect yeah it's giving me big mass effect one vibes the news probably because you similar. like find an artifact and then have a vision yeah vision yeah yeah it's quite but, similar yeah. to that yeah and the music's very been much pretty like good if bethesda made mass effect one this is what we would have got is kind of the, the feeling i was okay. getting from it uh, yeah the soundtrack's really good they always have good soundtracks bethesda games yeah i do like it and i'm really looking forward to it i've only barely scratched the surface of the game it's going to be i mean this is a good segue to talk about um the negativity he's been receiving from fanboys and the press like there's been a the reviews have been mostly positive i mean i'm I'm a bit disappointed that certain gaming outlets have reviewed it pretty low because i don't think it deserves the negativity that it's getting um a lot of uh, outlets have reviewed it by playing not too much of it so their judgment is kind of like skewed but let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about the negativity now, because we talk about the positives. But let's just talk about, you know, because it has, it is, a, it always was going to be a controversial game. Obviously, you know, with the uh, purchase from him being purchased by Xbox and being made a console exclusive, it was always going to be negativity. Because, like we said, we've mentioned this before. Like, Sony were planning to, you know, to have that as a timed exclusive for playstation it was it was an open secret you know people like they were like looking to have that as a timed exclusive well, they, were ne- they were literally negotiating it mm. um not long before the acquisition that kind and of prompted I Xbox it pretty to... much, yeah mm. i think it pretty much came out of like the court documents for the activision blizzard mm. um acquisition that's still going on mm-hmm. a year and nine months later or whatever it is Mm-hmm. That um that was like part partly the catalyst for Microsoft just going fuck it with behind Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. But like so yeah, it was always of... gonna be a, a bit of a tinderbox. Because mm-hmm. obviously like Dead Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo were timely exclusive on PlayStation 5. So like people on PS4 and PS5 or whatever, people on PlayStation didn't have to kind of consider they'd miss those games because they got before anyone else did so starfield is really the the first game i mean i know there was hi-fi rush but the first like big game that people were looking forward to that didn't just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. where people have really had to like reckon with the acquisition mm-hmm. so it was always going to be a shit show i do get the sense a lot of outlets as well were really looking for something to give microsoft the black eye for um just the way they went in on Redfall as well. Like, there's plenty of games that come out underbaked and not particularly good and sort of like nowhere near where they should be. But they genuinely, they generally don't turn into like big deals. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's going to be a bigger deal when it's a platform holder because there's only three platform holders. So when they have a big turkey, it's going to be bigger news. But yeah, I get the feeling that people have been, some people have been just waiting to, to give Xbox a, a bit of a black eye. 
Like there was one website, I think it might have been Rock Paper Shotgun. Right, in the months to the leading up to release, they were just posting like loads of negative stuff about Starfield, which is fine. If you don't like the game, you don't like the look of it, you know, you're free to say that. But it does kind of make it look like it does give the impression like oh you 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 were looking for this to be like you were looking to give this a bad score or whatever. Which don't want to get too heavily into like conspiracy theorizing or anything, but it does make you think. Well, if this was your attitude before you'd even played it, um, like they had that massive forty-five minute direct. Um, I think it was RPS that did this, and then like afterwards they were like they had an article up saying. Starfield had a massive direct and they just decided to show us grey rocks again. It's just like that was a 45 minute direct. There was so much stuff in it. And that's what you like, that's what you're focusing on, that one of the planets was grey. Yeah, I don't know. It's but there's the discourse has been very strange around this game. So some some of the uh reviews from the gaming outlets, a lot of them have been really positive. You know, like some people claiming it to be a masterpiece, giving it 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, you know, um, eights, nines. But there's been some, like, major outlets, like, say, like IGN, Eurogamer, um, GameSpot. GameSpot, yeah. I was going to they've they've given it not bad, but not great. Um, so let's just say... It's not, it's been, it's sort of affected the score, which I, to, to be honest, I was kind of expecting it to sort of like the score to be affected by, it. obviously it's been reviewed bombed a lot. You know, people just giving it ones and zeros, not giving any explanation to why they feel like that. Obviously haven't played the game. They just want to review bomb it. And uh, yeah, it, it happens with every big game. It's just, yeah, dumb. it's really stupid. I, I mean, I feel like it's, it's it is done with every big game, but I feel like it's just obviously this has been this is a big title, and obviously this is you know what's going to come out on PlayStation and as an exclusive, and then Xbox took it over. Now it's an Xbox exclusive, but like, do you feel that it's justified the sevens, the sixes it, it got? Do you feel like that's a fair representation, fair score, or do you feel like anything lower than a f- eight is bad? Because um, I feel the same outlets have given other Bethesda games higher scores, but have given this one lower scores. And um, I kind of feel like I don't really understand why they haven't. And some of the reviews, some of the headlines have just made no sense <laughs> to me. So what do, what do you think? Like, am I crazy? Is ever, or, or, Are we crazy as, uh, as fans, as, um, as pun, uh, as consumers to think that, that some of this, uh, poor reviews from, I mean, like, even like Jim Sterling gave the game, uh, they gave it like a four, a four out uh, out of ten, which I think is is fucking crazy. I know they um they they they, they have they their, are always going to savage yeah, it because they are very yeah. sort of anti big games anyway. Yeah, is, I know. Fine, I, I know that is. I I I saw the the review they gave it and 
and it had a lot of like sort of political sort of undertones to it. Uh, I don't understand like the 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 whole thing for it, but I, I wish they could have they could have like reviewed it on its own merits um, instead of giving it because I feel like they gave the the, the score some really low with some venom to it. But IGN, oh yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't know who Jim Sterling is, they're a very like cynical British uh, um, games journalist, and he they they do sort of like he, he's sort the sort of style is sort of like very. Uh, oh, I mean, I haven't watched many of their videos recently so i'm not too sh like i don't know how well, to a lot explain of, a lot of the focus of their channel is is sort of like how terrible the games industry is um which is good that someone's talking about that stuff and they are pretty anti triple a even to the point of saying triple a in a sneery voice <laughs> um which again is fine like to be honest a lot of triple a games kind of pass me by because they a lot of them feel very formulaic and like they're just like to go into an example and people are just going to assume i'm picking this one because it's a playstation game but 2018 god of war game was just like let's grab every triple a gaming mechanic and throw it all together into a game with great graphics um and you've got like ign readers calling that the greatest game ever made and i'm and me sitting going oh it's six out of ten for me so i mean you know it's I, I'm going to admit at this point, I haven't read a single Starfield review or watched a single Starfield review because I tend not to, if I know I'm going to play a game, I don't, I don't check out reviews because not that I, not that they'll like change my perception of anything, but I don't want to like a lot of reviews will kind of like stick on a certain mechanic or part of the game and kind of go into a bit of detail in it and sort of dissect it a bit. And I don't want to, be sitting there playing the game and then the back of my head the whole time is I wonder where that bit is I was talking about in the review and then when I get to go mm. oh this is that bit in that review oh, oh this, this is what that reader said about that I just end up kind of fixating on it it doesn't affect my own feelings on the game but it does make me kind of fixate so I if if I know I'm going to buy a game I'm going to play it I don't really read reviews until after I played the game usually I'll finish the game and then I want to go and read some critique of it to see kind of like where I fall in terms of other people's um, reviews. Where I will mm -hmm. read reviews is if I'm kind of mixed on the game, like Immortals of Avium that came out recently. Like every trailer, I was like, I think it looks kind of average. And so I thought I'll check out the reviews and maybe if it somehow turns out to be amazing, I'll buy it. And I read the reviews, I was like, oh, it's kind of average. So that's where I kind of read reviews games where I'm on the, on the fence. So I haven't actually read or watched any Starfield reviews. But I have noticed a lot of coverage of Starfield as being very weird. Like, because um, I mentioned earlier, it feels like a lot of people have been waiting for an opportunity to give Xbox a black eye. And like I say, like RPS were like running loads of sort of snarky negative um, articles about every little thing, about how it was all grey rocks and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, you've seen so little of the game. Why are you making snarky articles months before it's out? And then, honestly, the worst for it has been Metro. You know, the free newspaper Metro that we get here in London. They have a games page called Metro Game Central, Central which I think is um, it's spun off from, do you remember? 
can't remember what it used to be, but there used to be like a games page on um, CFAX. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it like spun off from that. CFAX, Jesus, yeah. that's going back, you know, on teletext. Text, yeah, remember yeah. teletext. Damn. Um, but yeah, they've like for the week, ah, oh, from release, like um, they do readers' features that they highlight on the front page, and they're generally just like fanboy shit, to be honest, that really don't deserve any air. But for the first week um, after Starfield's release, they were just putting up every single negative fanboy take they could find from their readers' articles on their front page. And it's just like, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> You're like, clearly trying to like skew perception of this game in one direction or another. And it's just like, you go on the Metro Game Central main page and it should be full of negative Starfield stuff. And it's just like, it felt a bit performative to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even not taking the reviews into account, because I've checked out the scores uh, just to sort of see where people were falling in terms of like Metacritic and Open Critic and stuff. Um, and I don't particularly care what the end score ends up being as long as I'm enjoying the game, which I am. But I haven't read any of the reviews or watched any of the reviews because I don't want to kind of get stuff spoiled for me in a sense. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a weird um, atmosphere around this game that I don't think I've really experienced before. Uh, there's always like fanboy takes about console exclusives and stuff, but it feels a bit different around this one. I don't know if you feel the same. Mm, yeah, I, some it's just. No, you know, might not have read the articles, but the headlines, some of the headlines really shocked me. Um, I saw one headline from Eurogamer, uh, a site I, I, I do kind of respect. And one of the headlines was uh, Starfield feels like exploration without the exploration, a game with exploration without the exploration. I was like, what? I mean, I've only played eight hours of it and I've already discovered and explored so much. You know, like I was saying, random encounters, random, like, uh, I remember there's, a, a, like, a, I've, I've come across planet systems and in my short amount of time, I've had the game, played the game, and I, I, I've discovered and explored a ton. And, and there's so much to discover. Like you're saying, we felt overwhelmed. I know some people were, a lot of people, like, criticized the lackluster opening. Because it was very like everyone's like it's not like a other Bethesda game. I was like, you know, where you sort of just you have your intro and then you sort of get to explore the whole world. And I was like, well, okay, I get that, right? Fallout Three, you um, you started off in the bunker. You had the game mechanics. You didn't go ex- straight out into the open world. You know, you were in the in the um, in the bunker for like an hour and a half and everyone felt that took too long yeah so people just like they basically just you just want to be like yeah there you go here's the game like just play it but every game every professor game has an intro even you know the skyrim had an intro you know like you were a prisoner you're about to get beheaded and you get attacked by a dragon you have to run away and then you know you do then you can do what you want to do i get that but with this, it's a different sort of. It's diff. It's not a Skyrim sort of type game. It's a space game, you know. So it's a new IP, and I quite like the fact that 
not that it's hand holding, but you you get to like the because I feel like the story is more important, central to this to this game, and I I do like that the mystery the 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 mis the mis theory towards uh involved with the artifacts I'm, I'm really intrigued by that so i'm i'm i mean i've invested like it's not even that like once you get to constellation you have your introduction you can you can sort of just bugger off and not do anything else mm. but i didn't do that because i just wanted to like get the uh, second artifact you don't have to do it we you, you knew if you wanted to complete the story but i just bugger you can just bugger off and get back onto your frontier and and and, and um, explore the, the the systems and the galaxy on your own but i kind of i did want to like like progress the story a bit more so i can get my other companions and unlock other parts but you know like i always feel like the, it was like an uphill battle with for starfield unfortunately obviously like todd howard like people said that he 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 um he's doing a what is his, what's his name from like he was he was in charge of lionsgate the uh lead developer the guy who always used to promise crazy things with fable and always oh, never peter used molyneux. To, peter molyneux yeah people are like oh like todd howard like says this and that and don't actually he, he promises this and he's i'm like yeah he he does make a lot of like wild claims i mean i, I don't know if they're all of that is is negative because i've only played a f about eight hours of the game so i can't really say but i know people are not taking too kindly with the uh this the the space exploration uh, and they say that you can't really explore um, you are sort of like trapped in sort of like a little box of the like a lot of it is fast traveling, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still in. I'm still enjoying it. You know, I'm still like when I'm like when I like sort of like sort of travel to other systems and find out new things and like new stuff in each system is it's interesting to me. I'm really looking. For, I'm really like talking about it more what's me i'll talk about it now and what makes me want to play it more mm. sort of like get really invested into it so i don't know like what people some people have been comparing it to mass effect with the hand holding i don't get that you know i mean, I mean it's still I, very I, much bethesda game still a bethesda game and what's the what's what, what's wrong with being compared with mass effect especially the first one I mean, the first, I know it like, had the hardware limitations of the 360, but a lot of the first game just, you landed on your Marco, Marco and there wasn't much around. A few little, like, spotted, like, little, um, little, um, uh, little, uh, like, debris and little, like, compounds and stuff. You got to drive around there. But I, I enjoyed that. A lot of people didn't like that in Mass Effect. I did. I thought it was great. I love the Malco. I'm so pissed that they sort of just got rid of that, got rid of the Mass Effect 2 was very, very streamlined. Great game, but very streamlined. You can't go to other planets and just land there. But that's what I like. So this is what I like, quite like about Starfield. It's just like, oh, there's a planet here. Okay, it's unexplored. Let's go and land there. Let's see if we scan it and see if there's anywhere we can land. There's a few unknown locations here. There's a settlement over there. Let's go there. So this is 
I mean, like, I think when people, when they heard about procedural, procedurally generated planets, I think that kind of put a lot of people off. So I think people want more of the handcrafted sort of planets. So far, I haven't come across any procedurally generated planets yet. I know there's out there because I'm, I'm just looking at the, the, the star map. And I'm just like, wow, there's a lot here. It's a lot of systems here. There's going to be a lot of planets in each of these systems. So far, I haven't come across any of that. But, you know, like, so, yeah, basically, I just don't understand the, uh, well, I do understand negativity towards it because it's got, it was going to be that no matter what. It could be like the second coming of Jesus Christ and it still will be like, find people find something, you know, there'll be something wrong with it. So, yeah, it's just a shame, like, some of the gaming outlets that I quite like, especially you're a gamer was like they gave it a seven people say yeah seven's a, a good score for it i think they but gave it a three out of five didn't they did they give it a three they're, they're a, they do they do on five stars now Does it oh yeah. i thought they gave it a seven out of ten no it might stopped. have been it might have been GameSpot. i do and GameSpot both gave it a seven i think uh -huh. but um Eurogamer stopped doing scores out of 10 years ago and they moved to a system where it was either recommended essential no, no badge at all or avoid. And then, like just before Tears of the Kingdom came out, they switched to a five star thing, um, which I think sucks. I liked it when it was like when you actually had to read the review to see what they thought about the game. Because um, realistically, most people use reviews just for the number to throw at someone else, whether it's good or bad. Mm. But um, but yeah, I mean, in in isolation, the Euro. I saw the Eurogamer headliner. Again, I haven't read the review, but I saw the headline. And in isolation, it does seem bizarre because the game is fundamentally about exploring. Um, I think where a lot of people are kind of tripping up with Starfield is like in their previous games, there's one world, right? There's one open world map. If you want to go and explore the world, you just walk out of whatever town or settlement you're in and just pick a direction and go and explore. In Starfield, you can still do that but you kind of, you still get a lot of space to play with, but there's less in it than there are in those other games, just by virtue of there being a thousand planets. Each of them is less dense. There's still plenty of cool stuff to find. I've found like really moody, like mines and stuff to go through that go deep underground, um, like science outposts and stuff like that. Um, there's still plenty of stuff in them, but, if it, I think the fact that it feels less dense and they probably are less dense than their previous worlds makes it feel maybe a bit disjointed for people because they're like, all right, now I have to go and find a different world or you've got to go out to, to orbit and pick another landing spot to get another chunk of the same world. And I get that, but I think what a lot of people are discounting is traveling to other systems. That is also exploration. It might not be on foot exploration, but traveling to other systems is exploration. You're traveling mm. to that system. You're seeing what planets are there, what moons are there. Like maybe there's an asteroid belt that you can like look into and find stuff. There's space stations that you can go and dock with. You know, there's like derelict ships that you can go and dock with and explore. All of that stuff is exploration, but I don't think people are actually sort of categorizing that in their own heads as exploration. Um, so on one hand, I kind of get it. On the other hand, I I feel like it's a bit kind of a bit of a narrow view of what the game is doing 
Like it's definitely a bit more segmented than people are maybe used to from Bethesda game, but there's more of everything. You just got to go and like, it's a slightly different mindset, I guess. Um, and you know, as people, we are generally fairly resistant to change. We like what we like, and anytime it changes, it kind of it it requires effort, right, to get used mm-hmm. to something new. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people are just like, I'm not putting that effort in. It's just, mm. it's not the same game as I played before, six out of 10. But it is kind of, it's kind of weird. Like you see, um, like outlets that gave Skyrim like 10 out of 10 and gave Fallout 4 nines and tens. And you go and look at like discourse online about Fallout 4 these days, and everyone will tell you it's the worst thing ever made. It's a terrible game and they should be ashamed of it and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone gave it nine, nines and tens, and it got like Game of the Year awards and stuff in 2015. Mm-hmm. So mm. Starfield is very much a Bethesda game, but you know, in a new setting with a lot of new systems tacked on. So why is it suddenly like a bad thing? Why is it suddenly worse than the last game that everyone seems to think is bad now? Mm. I don't know. It's kind of weird when you look at it at kind of like a macro level like that. It's a bit strange that everybody fawned over all their other games, and this one came out, which comes out, which is bigger than all of them, and has loads of new stuff. And people were just like, "No, this kind of sucks." Actually, it's just a bit hard to pass from a sort of outsider looking in perspective. And then you you've think- got like there's a lot of quality of life stuff as well. Like shooting is so much better than it was in Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. One thing, and you know, you get to fly a spaceship around and shoot missiles at other spaceships that's cool you so get to dock them i haven't i haven't been able to uh, dock another ship yet from from space combat because you've got you yeah. you got to make sure not to blow them up you've got to take out their engines mm-hmm. disable them you I'll know and then once. dock them mm. yeah oh wait yeah, i have yeah. done that i have done that but that was in the main story mm. um i meant like just randomly yeah i haven't been able to do that just yet not- I really like finding space stations and docking on space stations. Because mm. then you sort of like, you've got like the the tubes that like connect mm. different modules of the space station. They're all like glass. And you're walking along this like corridor with like mm. glass all around you. And all you can see is like space and the planet that it's nice. Stuff like that. It's very cool. Yeah, I like yeah. space stations a lot. But all you... of that stuff is exploration, damn it. And yeah. people seem to be completely discounting it. I feel like um, a lot of the uh, some of the reviews have been criticizing the creation engine too. It's showing its age. It's they they kind of um, they they saying that well they're saying that the engine is not up to snuff anymore, which could be true. You know, they want them. I don't know like what they want Bethesda to use a new game engine. You know, maybe is, Unreal. There is no other game engine. I mean, if they made it mm-hmm. in Unreal, it wouldn't be a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have all of this stuff that Bethesda games are known for. The things that people go to Bethesda games for, which is like all the simulation stuff and all the object permanence throughout the entire world, stuff like that. Is that's why they use their own engine because there's no en- other engine that does that. If they move to Unreal, they'd have to rewrite so much of it that it wouldn't be Unreal anymore. Mm-hmm. and um I, I think a lot of that is i mean i'm not a software developer so i'm speaking from a point of ignorance myself but i think a lot of that oh they should go to unreal is just like people seeing oh look, games games look really nice on unreal so they should make a game on unreal and it'll look really nice and you know there's there's trade-offs like if you're going to do something to the scale of 
a Bethesda game and have all this like interactivity and all this simulation stuff going on. You know, something's got to give somewhere else. All these mm. super pretty games don't have anywhere near the interactivity of Bethesda's world. So it's you know, mm. you've got to balance it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't agree. I think the game looks at times very very good. At times it looks a bit rough. It's it's just it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the foliage around the lodge on um, in New Atlantis looks bad. Yeah, but then you look great, at all the skyscrapers it? and stuff, and it looks fantastic. Mm. Or you go on your ship and you look at all the like tiny details and everything, and um, all the materials of the that the ship's built out of, and it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a bit inconsistent, but I think generally it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I I agree. I mean, the negativity was to be expected. Positivity has been good though. People who have played it love it. I think it's a great game. It's just a shame when it comes to like game of the year awards. I don't think it will be spoken of in uh as a it'll be it'll be nominated but i don't think it'll be a contender tears of the kingdom obviously uh will be um final fantasy is probably gonna um, boulders gate three is probably gonna sweep it because that was it wasn't unexpected but it it did sort of like it did surprise everyone yeah i mean like let's talk about like the developer of boulders gate had to come out and defend uh starfield because there was an ex-developer on twitter i'm going to call it twitter was criticizing bethesda because they he was comparing it to boulders gate he said here's one game made with love and and passion here's another game made by a soulless triple a company and then the developer tweeted replied saying you can't say that that's no way you can't say they didn't care please don't compare us to, with your like to uh, trying to just a game as a yeah, cudgel cons- yeah yeah it's it's Con- stupid like it's really dumb. Two incredibly different games as well exactly really like, different games if you wanted if you wanted a, a bethesda game and you played Baldur's gate you'd be very disappointed if you wanted mm-hmm. a, like a a and game and you played starfield you'd be very disappointed they might both be RPGs, mm. but they're extremely different RPGs, and both are very mm. good. So you know, people should just be happy that both games came out well. But yeah, yeah in terms of like, I think, I think Starfield is going to be one of those games where the kind of the public that play it um, remember it much more fondly than the the people that reviewed it. And one way you can always tell that is like how it's being picked up on social media and like. Um, YouTube is full of like Starfield shorts and like people like hacking 30,000 um, potatoes into a storeroom and then opening the mm. door to see how they fall out in the, the game the, physics. The physics system. Yeah. And there was one where someone like um, went into the the uh, console on PC and like generated a 10,000 bottles of milk or something over the mask building. And then mm. they just like watched the, all these cartons of milk oh. fell down and dispersed over the building yeah and it, it's, it's just full of stuff like that there's people like um sharing stuff on twitter talking about like random quests they came across that's where you know the the real kind of value and longevity of the game is going to show because it's gonna mm. people are going to be talking about it and sharing stuff from it for months if not years 
when the creation kit comes out and the modders really get into it, that's what's going to give it like ridiculous legs that Bethesda games always have. I mean, people are still playing Morrowind, never mind like Oblivion or Skyrim. These games, they become kind of evergreen. And mm-hmm. uh, reviewers might have gone, might have, some reviewers might have played it and gone, yeah, it's average, I'm on to the next thing. But the people that are playing it are going to be playing it for years. And that's the thing yeah. that I think people need to remember. I think that's a good place to leave it. I mean, I think like let's leave it on something positive. <laughs> but one more thing, um, game of the year is coming up. We've got the contenders. We Obviously, we've got a lot of RPGs in there. Uh, Boulder's Gate, Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, uh, Final Fantasy 16, probably Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying Dead Space Remake should be in there, but I, I think Dead Space Remake. I don't think oh, it'll yeah. be in there. No, that, I mean it was a good remake until like the last couple of hours of the game where they just like fuck it, just throw everything at you, and it gets very frustrating towards mm. the end. But they also came out in like what January. If a game comes yeah. out early in the year, it just gets forgotten by the time. No hi-fi rush, that's for sure. They won't be in there. Mm, it might get, but nominated for a, like no a something yeah soundtrack or something but yeah but um yeah it doesn't get some recognition because it's a pretty good game i'm expecting boulders gate to sweep the board yeah um, it seems like it's going to be this year's Elden ring yeah i mean i don't see i don't see final fantasy 16 getting a look in i mean that's kind of been forgotten about no, yeah, no one talks it about like it anymore boulders gate yeah. came out and just kind of took away Final yeah. Fantasy 16. I mean that 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 Metacritic score is on, on par with Starfield. I mean, I think that's like an, an 83 or 84. And that didn't get fucking like review bombed or anything like that. Mm. I don't think anyway. Probably did by Xbox fans. <laughs> better yeah, that it didn't come out on Xbox. Come out on Xbox. Mm. But we'll see, I guess, in a year's time. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I've not played many of those games that I've mentioned. I have Tears of the Kingdom and played it. Same. Uh, obviously, um, I've got Resident Evil 4 Remake. Not yet played it. I haven't um, that yet. Got, um, no, I haven't got Bowler's Gate. But I will get it when it comes out uh, on Xbox. I could play it on PC, but I'm going to wait until the Xbox version comes out. Because they made concession. They want it to come out this year. So, um. Uh, Series S one get a split screen co op on release, so they've made that compromise. So that's going to probably come out later this year. So that's good. Um, and um, yeah, Starfield. I mean, I don't think Starfield will win either. Maybe it'll get something on sound design and soundtrack, but I don't think it will will win. And I'll be very surprised. I think it'll if it will win did. like an individual publications game of the year mm. here and there. I don't think mm. it'll be like the, the Game Awards, which is really the only one anyone cares about. Mm. I don't think it'll win that. I think it's Baldur's Gate is pretty much nailed on. And well, t- well done, well done to, yeah, uh, to, to Larry. Well done, Larry. Yeah, no, I mean they made the didn't they work on Divinity of Original oh, Sin? Yeah, all the Divinity games. Been yeah, beavering away yeah. at them for years until that like, Original Sin came out and was a big hit. Big hit. Not many people talk about that. But you know they go back and play that. I I, I own that. I think that that came out on console. 
that came out yeah, on did, Xbox. Yeah, both of them, yeah. original Sim One and Two. Hmm. So I got that. So if you if you're hankering for some Baldur's Gate uh, content, go and if you got a place, got an Xbox or PlayStation, get on it, man. Play that. You'll be that that'll tide you over until Baldur's Gate Four comes out in ten years' time, maybe by a different developer because Baldur's <laughs> Gate One and Two was made by Bi- Bioware. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, who knows who's going to take that over? Um, yeah, probably still think it'll be um, um, or the developer called La- L- who's the developer made Baldur's Gate Three, Larian. Larian, yeah, they'll probably do four, but I think that's a good place to win it, Mister Ross. Um, yeah, so that's it. Starfield, like it. If you like the game, you want to play it. It's on. It's on Game Pass. Play it. It's great. Yeah, You're gonna enjoy it. Up. It's yeah, very, your own very easy to, very low barrier of entry. That's a good thing about having. If you've got um, something like Game Pass, you know, you, you can play it. And if you really like it, you can get yourself a physical copy if you want to keep it. You know, like to look at it and go, oh, this is Stargate. Oh, yeah. Star, did I say what did I say? Stargate. Stargate. Well, that's another good. They should make a bloody game of that. But I like Stargate. That'd be, that'd the be film. A, that'd be a hell of a. That'd be a big game if they made a Stargate game. Yeah, just you need to have a good SSD drive in it to teleport instantaneously to other worlds. <laughs> Bit like Ratchet and Clank, apparently. But anyway, um, yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You can get this podcast on all, um podcast platforms apart from apple music but yeah thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll see you again next time bye say goodbye